Welcome to Out With Dan, the podcast that spotlights and examines the voices of LGBTQ authors, characters, and our allies. Together, we lift our voices and we tell our stories. I'm Dan White. Join me as I chat with this week's author. Hello, and welcome back to Out With Dan. Today, I'm excited to talk to Tori Ann Martin about This Spells Disaster. Welcome, Tori. Oh, thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so excited. I had such a great time with this book. What fun it is to read about witches and where they're going. Um, one thing I, I did want to mention was that I love the fact that at the beginning of the book, you talk a little bit about making sure that we're responsible, so to speak, about, um, you know, casting a spell where someone falls in love with you and that that might not be appropriate. And I really felt that you handled that very nicely. So will you tell our listeners about your background before we get to your book? Yeah, sure. So um, my background is in psychology and it's not what I do for a living for a day job anymore, but I did my doctoral research on consent, sexual assault, and that sort of thing, fun, pleasant topics. Um, So when I was thinking about that, it was about writing the book. It was something that was kind of in the forefront of my mind, the idea that, you know, bodily autonomy and making sure to respect each person's and what that would look like in a world where you could magically sort of take someone over. I, you know, it's not something I would have thought about, but I I fell in love with it. I so respected the fact that you set this up, you know, in the beginning of the book and your characters, they have uh, a proclamation number 13, for lack of a better term, where it's set out in, in with the witches council. And I thought, what a lovely, respectful thing to do right at the beginning of a book and, and to make it a part of the story. Yeah, I mean, we, I had those sort of worked in through the book sort of casually, and it was one of the suggestions from my editor, well, why don't we make this a bit more formal and put it up front? And I really like that idea because, you know, you're creating a fantasy world. Wouldn't it be nice to create, you know, something where this is part of that world and showing yes. respect for people? You know, I hate to say it's a fantasy, but if you're creating a new world, why not create a better version of it? Well, I love that, Tori. I mean, I and it's exactly what I saw when I read it, and I thought it was so wonderful. So now let's get into the meat of the story, because that's the fun part. So, you know, tell us a bit about Morgan. So uh, in the book, Morgan is a potion-making witch. She works at her family shop in a small main town. She's a bit of a scatterbrain. She's a lot of her personality characteristics are based on someone I'm close to, um sort of the inspiration in part for parts of her and she's in her backstory she's come off this relationship where she was sort of chastised for not being ambitious enough so when she starts off the story she's very much in this place of thinking she's not enough she's not doing enough um and she has a crush on this other character rory who seems in her mind to be like way above her and out of her league (laughs) 
And I love that. So, you know, you start out with something that is simple as everyday life because there's so many of us that fit into one of these things. I, I think I'm much more uh, Morgan than Rory every day of the week. So yeah. <laughs> hoping for the best. I love the fact that Morgan is such a romantic. I mean, it is just so beautifully written. Did you have fun doing that? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think being in Morgan's head was a lot of fun. Writing that's kind of those pining emotions is just so much fun. <laughs> it is just something. I just I had such fun reading it. And then Rory, who, you know, I feel like the reader will see Rory just as the way Morgan does that Rory's very confident and sure of herself and never makes a misstep. And so Rory was Rory fun to write as well. She was, um, and in part, it was that contrast between her and Morgan. And she has uh, kind of like Morgan is on the surface, very outgoing, very fearless, and then has all these insecurities, worry on the surface is, you know, she's very, she's very confident. She's very sure of herself. She refers to herself as an overconfident bitch because she's <laughs> a performer. She has to be able to go out there and, you know, be in front of people and do amazing things. Um, but she has has her own issues um, and trying to, to hint at those without telling everyone what they are off the bat. Yeah, and so and then you give them a collection of friends that, you know, I just Hazel was my favorite. I just fell in love with Hazel. You know, it's like that's that friend you really, really want that says no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. And then so you give us a non-witch. And is it Trevor? Yes, Trevor. One of the, like, yeah, so tell us about Trevor. Um, so Trevor is uh, the boyfriend of one of the witches in the story. He doesn't really have too much of a, a place in the story just because it didn't kind of go where he was. But I wanted to, you know, show, bring in early on that witches and non-witches could mingle together and, you know, be accepting if they were that kind of person. I think that, you know, having grown up, I had to ask you about this before we started recording. Bewitched was my favorite show growing up. It came on um, on Thursday nights and it was something that it debuted, I think, the year after I was born. So by the time I was, you know, five or six, it was very part, it was a very big part of my life. And I think that growing up having loved witches from that show and other shows that were on, um, I think maybe I might have sort of put them on a pedestal. And then you forget sometimes that they're human. So I think that was the thing about Trevor's character that I found that he was so comfortable being with people who were different than him. And I thought you did such a lovely job in bringing in both sides of that equation. Oh, well, thank you. I mean, I, like I think I just mentioned earlier, you know, I want to create a world, if it's a new world, where it's a better world, where people can have that. But at the same time, you know, there is that underlying tension, which comes out in other places in the book where you see there's not, that's not always the case, so. So what what fun was doing a fake dating portion? Because that's really what the meat of our book is about, right? Right. It's one of those, you know, romance tropes that I've always wanted to write and I've never really had an idea where it worked. And um, so it was partly partly trying to come up with a book that I could work into fake dating because it's so fun. Like, you know, 
especially when one of the characters goes into it already, like I have a crush on this person is not really fake for me, but I have to pretend it is. And trying to guess what other people's feelings are and when when are we crossing the line between what's real and what's not, you know, it just has so much fun tension that you can bring into a, a story. It makes for good reading. It's fun because it keeps, you know, you sort of know where it's going to end up when you start a fake dating book. Yet at the same time, you hope the author is interesting and keeps the reader engaged. And that's certainly what you've done in this because I'm over there rooting for both of them because I really want it to work out. And I invest in it. You know, I'm like, yes, I'm <laughs> with pom-poms. <laughs> I did. I found something so interesting in some of the details that you came up with like with Rory creating cocktails. Um, they weren't just, oh, this is a pretty potion, but they were cocktails that did things. So give a description of one of them and what fun it was to create. Sure. So I think my favorite one, at least the one that it was, if it were real, I would love to try it, is the <laughs> one that she's working on kind of throughout the book and she sort of perfects at the end, which is this drink that, makes it feel like fall in your head. Um, and I don't know what would really go into <laughs> something like that. But um, when, you, when you drink it, you know, Morgan talks about drinking it near the end of the book. And it's just like, oh, she feels like she's walking through a pumpkin patch. And now she's, you know, walking through an apple orchard and the air is crisp and there's bonfires. And I just thought, oh, that sounds like it would be something so lovely and fun to drink. <laughs> I I loved it because I I mean with each of your witches they each get different things that they're good at you know and just the reading of the drink details was fun you know Morgan starts out with a little tequila experience at the beginning and I'm like I'm right in there with you you know <laughs> I have found my tribe right here so <laughs> But then the things you do with the tattoos and stuff, and it's just so much fun. I mean, you brought in so much description. And how fun was that? Oh, thank you. I always feel like description is my nemesis when I'm writing, that it's really hard for me to work in descriptions. If, you know, if I was just doing this on my own, it'd be like two characters talking in a blank room, and you don't know what either of them even looks like. Um, <laughs> But I've written a lot of fantasy before I sort of transitioned to doing more romance, paranormal romance. And um, so I do enjoy the world building part of it and working in those details. I think those are what make it feel real, you know? I agree. Yeah, and they, they were very visual and I could see each of them. And that, of course, once again, as a reader, that's something that's very important to me. I want to feel as if I'm right there with them. And uh, congratulations on that. I just enjoyed it. Do you have a do you have a favorite character? And I know that's difficult because they're all yeah. your children. <laughs> I think I well, I can't choose between Morgan and Rory, but I would say um, so, you know, discounting either of them, my favorite character is probably um, the witch Verbena who is sort of like a mentor in some ways to Morgan. She's much older than Morgan. She, Morgan thinks of her like as being a witch mother kind of person. Um, 
and she's just, you know, in some ways the, the stereotypical witch, but she with the she's got the long hair or the black and the gray, and she wears her fancy flowing clothes, but she's also just really funny. Oh, I think she's really yeah. funny that I wrote her, but she's quirky and you know, she's she knows things, but she's not always telling you everything. And she was she's a lot a good, of fun to write. She's a good earth mother for sure. So (laughs) I think that's so wonderful. I just, once again, I had such a fun time with this book. It is, even though the title is uh, This Spells Disaster, I felt like it was, it was just almost the opposite. It it gave me such hope. I was so excited about it and it was just so much fun. Thank you. I'm so glad to hear that. Thank you. Do you have a website or social media you would like to share? Sure. Um, I do have a website. It is toriannmartin.com. So it's just my name. Um, and on there, I'm most active on Instagram and I have a newsletter and all of those links are on my website. I love your website too. I like the witch's hat. That's a cute My <laughs> <It's, laughs> canvas skills. <laughs> oh, I may need to hire you. So <laughs> Tori, thank you so much for joining me. Well, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Hang on for me just a second. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Out with Dan. You can find more information about this podcast and its host at outwithdan.com, on Twitter at outwithdan, and on Instagram and Facebook at gooutwithdan. This podcast is hosted by Authors on the Air Global Radio Network, and the theme music is provided by bensound.com. Join us again soon for the next episode of Out with Dan.